I guess, tied to the business this year. And a good lesson I've learned with growing the business is how important it is to maximize the micro habits. So your sleep, your eating, and everything that kind of like will benefit to you being 100% the best you as soon as you wake up. Not at 12 in the day, not at 3 in the afternoon. Like as soon as you wake up, how can you possibly be the best person to go and crush what you have to get done? Because mindset plays a lot into that too. If you're not 100% ready to go, you're going to have a poor mindset. And that was me last year, you know, in that victim mindset because I was in poor habits. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders. Really, really excited today for bringing on uh, two amazing veteran operators. Malik has been with us four years, so he did 90,000, 105,000, 165,000, and is on target to do $400,000 this year. So it's like, what a massive jump in his first year. Brandon did 165,000, then 145,000, and now is on, on target as well for a stretch goal, both of them. Of four hundred thousand, they've got over two hundred thousand dollars booked. They're crushing it in production, and super, super excited about developing, growing themselves. You know, one of the things that I'm very, very excited about is just what we've done for our veterans to keep the learning at a really, really high level. So, what you're going to hear right now is just two incredibly mature uh, young business people who and leaders who are just absolutely you know, stepping into their leadership and getting better and better every year. I know you're going to love this podcast. It's incredible what they do. I know one thing that I spent some time with was was Brandon. Brandon's going to school in Concordia, runs a business in, you know, Niagara Falls, St. Catharines area, and he's on the Concordia hockey team. So, you know, while in full-time school, while in elite hockey, um, he's running this business, you know, and commuting. So incredible. We do spend some time on that as well for people interested in that. And you know what we're doing this for is we're right now smack dab in the start of our recruiting season. We're busy returning. Um, we expect to return 110 plus veterans from this season. We'll have all sorts of referrals. And so if you know of any amazing leaders who want to step into their leadership, please shoot me an email at cthompson at studentworks.com. You're welcome to send them to studentworks.com so they can apply, or they could also listen to this podcast. Thanks so much. Have a super fantastic day. So welcome, Malik. Welcome, Brandon, to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. Super happy to be here. Thanks very much, Chris. Yeah, thank you, Chris. Yeah, no, fantastic. So we're going to take back, as I've already said in the intro, Brandon's had, this is his third season, Malik. This is his fourth season, growing, developing, building, you know, learning, grow, you know, and, and that's really, that's really what this program's about. And um, I know, uh, frankly, for years, there would be a huge jump in people's learning and development in their first year. And then we wouldn't do as well, really, growing and developing our teams. Like, it just wasn't as good. But I know a number of years ago, we just got better. And more and more people are saying, 
learn just as much in my second year, learn just as much in my third year, growing, you know, just as much and, and finding opportunities for, for personal growth. And I can see Malik and Brandon's head shaking. And so that's really, that's really what we are. And again, you know, for leaders who want to stay in the program, that's really what it's about. Want to learn, want to grow, and then want to go crush it and improve my financial circumstances, of course. So Malik, why don't we start with you? Tell me about your first year in the program. I had a pretty interesting first year. Like I know, I remember, I remember I got a, an award for it because it was a pretty crazy roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely an underdog at the start of the year, like that season. It was huge learning curve to go from not having any business experience to like running a full business while in university. Um, very slow start. Like we were actually about to like close the business down because only sold about like nine thousand dollars by the time our production season hit. Which you know, for those that know we're in the business, like you know, you have to have a certain amount for the summer to actually like have your summer be worthwhile to continue on. Yeah, and just like a lot of anxiety with COVID as well. Like that, right as that summer hit, like we got our first wave of COVID in Canada, so we weren't even sure if we we're even going to be allowed to run the business in that year, which is yeah, pretty kind of crazy looking back at that. So I think what made my year happen that year is I took the I took that ability, I took that time off from COVID where everything was kind of locked down to just really sharpen those skills and. Even with on the phone on the four eleven calls, like the yellow pages book, just calling through like our entire turf like through a line line. So we were actually able to get from May to June close to hundred thousand dollars sold. We went from like eight thousand to nine thousand in May. By the end of June, to about like a hundred thousand dollars sold, which is you yeah. know a really cool experience. Like we just kind of got everything figured out. And then we faced another problem, which was our production capacity. Like I was just very severely under recruited. Yeah. I had one crew. Um, it almost got me sued on my first job. Great, <laughs> <laughs> super super funny. And then uh, yeah, just like not 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 the best workers. And then we were at like twenty thousand dollars produced by August. And I was like, how am I gonna get you know, eighty grand of work done? So I actually went from one crew to two crews to three crews to like a part time fourth crew, which is me and my buddy, um, all the way throughout August. And then on our last payroll, we had about a forty five k payroll. Um, just kind of finished up the year like super strong. So. Yeah, definitely a huge learning experience. Like, went from zero to hundred very, very quickly. But I learned some extremely valuable skills um, during that year that kind of just led into the rest of the year. Yeah, no, for sure. And and obviously, a whole bunch of that was pandemic impacted. You know, a, a lot of our rookie operators really weren't able to really learn how to sell before they were locked down, and and so yeah. so then all of a sudden, wow, then we get then we get started, and then oh wow, we got to produce this stuff. So it was it was a a massively challenging season, and and you're right, Malik, it was uh, it was incredible, you know, effort to complete, you know, and crush it, hit the Mexico target, and now the Mexico target is much bigger. But Brandon, mm-hmm. so describe what was your first summer like. Yeah, so my my first summer looked a little uh, different, I'd say, than most operators. I kind of joined the program. I think I was one of the last persons to interview. Um, yeah. Kind of joined it later, um, so I didn't really know too much about what was involved with student works. I just kind of heard, you know, you get to run your own business involved with a lot of other motivated students. So that caught my eye, obviously. And then once we jumped into it, I was like really blown away with exactly what I was getting myself into and what it actually had to offer. Um, in terms of learning everything that goes into a business. So we had a really awesome, you know, preseason, like being away from school because of COVID, you know, obviously was a blessing and a curse in, in disguise because I was able to go put a lot of inputs in marketing at home, living at home um, and being able to study from home was also, uh, obviously really helpful. Um, so I had a really, really good uh, preseason, hit 100K with May 1st. And then I got really lucky with my three uh, three good buddies of mine to help me with um, recruiting. 
And, uh, you know, I was really head down, just working my, my tail off to get everything done and not really looking at the little things, but just kind of working my way through the, the long days to, to get by and, and everything went super awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's kind of interesting is that, that next year, the pandemic, it's like a lot of people went from school. So Brandon's at Concordia, he couldn't play varsity hockey. He went basically and said, Hey, I'm going to stay in Niagara Falls and I'm just going to really crush my business. And that's exactly what you did. So just, just amazing. Yeah. You know, looking back in your first year, what do you think was missing from your business? I think I had the the work ethic in terms of, you know, having to do all the, the things that went into it. But in terms of what was missing, I think was a, a mindset and my discipline. So I know those kind of things go hand in hand with each other, but not being able to realize it, what it meant to do all the micro little things, like the small details, stick to the details and the systems as much as possible um, can actually get you a lot further than just kind of trying to work hard and, and work your you know head first through it um, and, and taking a step back. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like used to kind of just grinding it, going to go work hard. You were a hardworking hockey player, still are. I'm just going to go do that. But there's all these systems and processes that make all the difference to being able to make it work really well and and way easier. So, yeah. 100%. So what about yourself, Mallet? What was missing in your first year? I mean, it is just such a cool experience, especially with like with an environment like Student Works, that you get this very unique opportunity to look back year after year and like mm-hmm. not recognize who you were. Um, so there's a lot that was missing, like in retrospect, right? Like everybody says, you know, looking back is 2020, right? Or hindsight is 2020. But I would say the biggest thing that I wish I was aware of more in my first year was like actually taking full advantage of the environment that Sumerx kind of creates for people. Cause mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people do get this when you're inside the circle, but like, it's just such a unique, like powerhouse of, a, of like a culture and environment where like, you're just around like these top performers at all times. And I just found that like, as I took more advantage of the people around me that were like really big, you know, big go-getters and wanted to do like big things in their life, I would naturally kind of increase my, my goals and my, I guess, competence as well. Right. So I'd say my first year is like really take advantage of the veterans, really take advantage of the people around you to just like do better numbers because it really will have a huge impact for you. And then the second thing too, was having a better distinction between consistency versus intensity. So I was like, you know, a first year entrepreneur, people, I think I had like this misconstrued concept around like what hard work was and i just thought like oh just go super super hard what's actually get you like great results is consistency right like you're gonna get way better results in the gym for example working at like an hour for three days opposed to like two hours one day right Right? and like that's just pervasive and i think every area of life so yeah those two big things like really really leveraging my amazing culture around me and then also focusing more consistency results rather than the intensity of like results yeah and I think that's quite common with a lot of rookies. It's, it's, they're kind of just swept into it and they're, you know, that may be one area of the business that they really haven't taken advantage of. It's just, just amazing group of people that are here. Right. And then it's like, okay, Hey, wow. You know, you're just kind of surviving that year. Not that you just survived, <laughs> but you know, you know, but yep. it's like, okay, got through this. And and then, and then, wow, look at this, look at this opening and then what's possible. So why don't we sort of uh, move to, you know, like last year, what do you think was the biggest thing holding you back? Because I know both of you have taken huge jumps, you know, this this year. So what do you think was the biggest thing holding you back, Malik? Um, I spent a really long time actually meditating on that um, because we did our biggest year last year, but it wasn't close to what our goal was. Right. Um, and although and although there was like a multitude of behaviors and beliefs that were working against me, um, I would say that the root of everything 
pretty confident saying that actually my ego that was in the way the most. Um, okay. And I think that's a very sneaky thing for a lot of people where like, I think there's a misunderstanding what ego actually is. And at, at the root of it all, it's like really just not perceiving myself as always being a student that in order to grow, you need to learn, right? And to, if to learn that like, you need to kind of humble yourself a little bit and understand yeah. and accept like, Hey, I don't know everything. Like I need to learn to hit these new levels instead of being like, Oh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to hit these numbers because I want to. Right. I right. think the biggest difference, I think the thing that caused me not to hit the numbers that I wanted to was not being enough of a student and like always seeking to learn more from other people. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of looking at the team and seeing the the people who are doing better and they don't seem to do things that much different. So I, and I'm, I, I can, you know, I've got a good communication skills. I can work that hard. Uh, you know, I don't need to open up to any, any things that I'm missing when in fact, there's a whole lot of things that we're missing in your summer of 165 to what's happening this year, you know, and, and the yeah. top, top performers. Right. So that's fantastic. Yeah. It's just really looking. So what about yourself, Brandon? Yeah, no, I 100% have to agree with Malik. And uh, we didn't rehearse this before, but I, I would have to say for sure ego. And then to go into another direction, like playing with that victim mindset, I hear it a lot with student works. And, and I know we talk about it a lot, but, you know, it we went from 165 to doing 145. So we didn't, we, we dropped by 20K. Um, yeah. And I think the biggest thing was like, you know, I'm a second year vet. I, I'm going to know how to do everything. I'm going to be able to do everything, but with less of the work. And that just totally did not work and, and did not happen. Um, and then I fell into the victim mindset. You know, why is this happening to me instead of for me? Um, why is this client complaining about me? But it, it, it turned out that, you know, it obviously wasn't me. It was just the way that things were running. So yeah. um, I think that was the biggest thing, just the victim mindset and, and thinking that I could do things um, with half the effort because it's my second year. Yeah. Yeah, That that really is a something that comes up a bunch, you know, really, really, it's it's kind of, hey, I, I want to really not put as much time in and take advantage. And, you know, honestly, like, obviously, that is a potential way. But like, if you really want to be massively successful in your life, 20s is not the time to be taking time off. You know, there's, there's certainly there, hey, take some weekends off, enjoy yourself, whatever. But like, look, now's the time to grind it and just get ahead of your peer group and just make a huge difference talk to really successful people that's consistent you know and and um that's that's great and then what did you learn hey it doesn't really work to go run a business and just kind of slack off you know doesn't work for me doesn't work for you know successful people it's just not how it's done so you know anything else about your performance last year that you saw that didn't go well that you, that you'd like to share with the team yeah i think um just to tailor off uh, what's been said already too about like what's actually sustainable versus like what Malik was saying, the difference we have of what we think hard work is. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I just wanted to kind of work myself as hard as I possibly could, like you were saying, and, and not keep that sustainable. But right. what I found that really has worked for me and I had my best year of school last semester or, or sorry, last year. And I think it's that consistency of what can I sustainably do each day and everything that I have my hand in. So whether it's working out, staying physically in shape, um, whether it's, you know, being in hockey, whether it's school or the business, it's what can I substantially, you know, keep each day having myself and my efforts in that kind of, I think, made me the difference from last year and this year. And so, so one of the things that we do is, is with our veteran year, we'll actually, you know, I, I know how many years we started this, but not that many years is we coach our, our operators year round. 
So literally we're coaching in the fall, although we're not collecting any revenue, we're not uh, overwhelming, not booking jobs or doing anything. Was that important for you, Brandon, to sort of step up in this year? And what sort of things did you take from that, those those coaching calls? Yeah, and I, I have been thinking about this a lot. It's just like in that preseason or sorry, not even the season when we're getting coaching, when we're not even in in the season is just guidance in that type of stuff. Where where can I go get 1% better? And yeah. I think the biggest thing for me was just looking at my schedule. So I had a bunch of things going on and I was just inconsistent in my weeks. So just sitting down with my coach, Devin, and going, okay, like, how can I make my schedule better before mm-hmm. I even go and try to do it? Because I think what we did is change to include actually more buffer time where I wasn't actually putting time into the business or school or working out with hockey. I was actually including more buffer time in my schedule to, to kind of reset, make sure I'm doing the micro. So eating, resting, so I can get kind of reset to go and put that, you know, in an efficient hour into whatever I had to do next. Awesome. Awesome. And Malik, what do you see? Yeah. Brandon brings up, Brandon brings up some really, really good points there. And I think in my case, there's obviously, it's never just one thing. It's, it's usually a, a couple of different things like that, uh, that, that do contribute to your goals and not hitting them. But I think a lot of it does go back to having um, really like the right lifestyle that's conducive to the goals that you have. Mm-hmm. So I think there, there can very easily be a disconnect for a lot of people where they're not practicing the right habits, they're not practicing the, the right lifestyle to that's going to complement their goals, right? So for example, if you want to run like a really large, highly profitable business, which is you know what the goal is, you know going out for drinks all the time, not managing your sleep properly or your recovery, wasting your attention on things that aren't working towards your goal, like social media. Uh, and you know, at times the girls too. It's 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 just not going to get you there. And right. I guess in retrospect, I'm sure that if I had cut those, if I had cut off just a few bad habits and a few bad relationships earlier on, uh, taking better care of my body and also managed my mental environment much better, which goes back to again like being around the right people and doing the right things, um, I probably would have hit my goal. To be completely honest with you. Right. Yeah. No. It's and and you know what shows up in one area of your life shows up in all areas of your life. That's one of the things, and that's why again, it's like working. You know, one of the things we used to do is, you know, work really hard for eight months and then people go and develop all sorts of bad habits for four months. And we're like, hold on, you know, and again, obviously, have fun, enjoy ourselves, etc. But, you know, still with a mindset towards the discipline and highly functional lives that we want to have, you know, that just makes sense. You know, it's like it's again, a vacation, a couple of weeks to enjoy ourselves, but months and months. That is not likely going to lead to where our leaders want to lead. Hey, leaders. I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. Since we started this podcast, every person you've heard from has been one of the incredible alumni of the Student Works Management Program. In large part, that's how I got to meet these amazing people and participate in their development. Starting now and only for the next few weeks, We'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast, interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca dot ca slash apply now back to the episode 
So Brandon, one question that I had for you, and I know a lot of times our operators are, are asking about this is, hey, I'm a varsity athlete, or I've got something really big, you know, you're running the business, like literally it's seven hours, or is it eight hours? You know, how did you manage that? You know, uh, last season and this season, what, what sort of strategies did you put into place? Yeah, I think the the number one thing I took back from that, and it wasn't obviously just overnight thing that it was a success for me and, and being able to balance it all. I think just kind of constantly reviewing and, and kind of seeing where you can kind of get better in that situation. So whether it's being more disciplined and making sure you get to bed at a certain time and right. just testing out you know, on Sunday, did, did going to bed actually work better? Did I get more work done in this? Um, and just figuring out like the most important things that need to get done and then sticking to that obviously as consistent as possible possible and knowing that there's people out, out out there around you that can help you right you don't have to take on everything by yourself right um, so i think just involving as many people in what you've got going on really helped myself as well um just making sure whether it's coming down to your roommates doing the extra grocery run for you just so you right. can kind of benefit and taking an extra hour to do things um so definitely reviewing what you've got going on consistently and trying to you know see where i can make it better what didn't work for me what's working for me um, and then, yeah, seeing where where around you, who else around you is in the situation and then maybe see where they can help. Awesome. Awesome. So what do you think has changed heading into this uh, this current season, uh, Brandon? I think just the discipline in, in the schedule and figuring out what has worked for me and the sustainability, to be honest. So I, I teed off on it before, just the mindset of discipline and consistency that Mal kind of tied into is 100% what's changed. Just the the consistency of my discipline, I guess, in all areas that matter to me in my life. And so I can talk about that, but it it makes more sense if you tag it to what Malik was saying. So what are the habits that actually make you, you know, go and what's your why and figuring that out um, and just making sure you're 100% consistent in that. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And what about yourself, Malik? What do you think has changed heading into this current season and really, you know, doubling your business from your third to your fourth year? Yeah, the biggest thing that I knew I had to change was really my beliefs surrounding like my professional life and my business, right? So I had to get rid of the idea that I can do these numbers relatively living the same kind of a life. And I re- I got really, really present to, you know, the the understanding that to, if you want to grow, you're going to have to always learn and to always learn. You need to put yourself, you need to put your ego to the side uh, and always seek to be a student, like really look for opportunities where you can learn as much as possible, Right. Um, and I think a big misconception that traps a lot of people, including myself until last year, and even even to a certain degree this year, is thinking that you can remain the same person and continue to do bigger and bigger things. And it's just really funny when you say it out loud because, you know, the person who I was at the start of the season was a version of Malik that was only capable of doing $165,000. Like that skill set that he had, right. maxed out at $165,000, right. right? And hey, this year's goal, I need to grow into a literal new version of myself, which includes new habits. New people around me, new lifestyle, new structures, new inputs, new information, better information, and not just thinking about being different. I think that's a really important thing that I went to this season with. And the numbers are showing for themselves. I mean, we'll see, we'll see in August where I'm at, but exactly you know, to be at to be at 200 k like right in the middle of the summer, when we had like a pretty late sales season, we only started really selling in February. You know, we're it, like we are on track for it. So we will see where we end up, but the results are speaking for themselves. Yeah. And as we as we mentioned before the podcast started, we both produced uh, eighty ninety thousand dollars, so we're really crushing that part of it. So we've got a need to sell because our teams are going to chew up all this work. So that really works. Yeah. 
So when you talk about habits, we talk about habits a lot in this business. So how did you shift your habits, Malik? A big part of it, yeah, a big part came came to having really high quality conversations with uh, my old coach, Sean Cameron, who was, he's played a huge role in my development. He's literally turned into a different person. And then also having the perspective of a new coach, which is, you know, my coach, Devin now, like two just superhuman guys when it comes to their coaching and really, really analyzing what habits was I practicing in, you know, September, October, November that were like not conducive to the goal I wanted to hit mm-hmm. and giving me that perspective. So like me and Devin actually sat down at one point and like, we just wrote a list of what I do in a week. And we looked at, okay, this clearly doesn't work. Like going out with your friends and spending, you know, the X amount of money you know, on a night out, this just won't help for your, like, this just won't work, work towards your goal. Right. Right. And it's like, if you need to develop these new skill sets, like you have to become more of a coach, like read these books. And like, we literally just tell books to read, like Ego's the Enemy, Atomic Habits, The Coaching Habit, like all these, these very actionable things to, to, to grow on. Right? right. So that was really the biggest thing. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. Uh, and, uh, and just focusing on making the change to your habits. And again, we won't do the result, the new result we want unless we're changed. Simple as that. It really is changed. The 100%. other thing as well that jumped for me is, you know, again, going out and, and partying, there's an impact. And I know Devin wears this whoop bracelet. I don't know if you guys are using them, but but it's like, oh my God, I'm I'm like holy jumping. Does it ever knock my sleep out? And I'm just not nearly as effective, et cetera. So so there's just an impact. And again, not saying we can't go out and drink, but again, just that consistently, that habit will really pull ourselves off our goals for sure. Mm-hmm. So 100%. so Brandon, what about your what about your habits? Yeah, no, I've everything I could could definitely agree with with Malik there. And and just to I guess tie it to the business this year and a good lesson I've learned with growing the business is how important it is, like you said, to to maximize the micro habits. So your sleep, your eating, and everything that kind of like will benefit to you being 100% the best you as soon as you wake up, not at 12 in the day, not at three in the afternoon. Like as soon as you wake up, how can you possibly be the best person to go and crush what you have to get done? Because mindset plays a lot into that too. If you're not 100% ready to go, you're going to have a poor mindset. And that was me last year, you know, in that victim mindset, because I was in poor habits, wasn't treating my body right, things like that. Um, and and I think just focusing on the very micro habits that really get you going. Um, and for me, it was sleep, you know, making sure I actually got eight hours of sleep, because yeah. as soon as I didn't get sleep and, and, and drink that water, I, I wasn't my, my best self. So, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you know, again, another great book, The Power of Sleep, Matthew Walker talks about just the massive input impact. There's, you know, this sleep when you die strategy, not a good strategy, you know, that like literally it's like, you know, lacking sleep is worse than drinking and driving and drinking and sleeping, you know, sorry, driving and sleeping you know, with lacking sleep. It just it's just so massively impactful for our uh, effectiveness. So any other mindset issues that 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 you saw or changes that you saw Brandon heading into your third year. Yeah, yeah, a big one that came up while Malik was talking there was just the the, the satisfied mindset. I think I became very satisfied whether it was the first year or my second year where you had a really good day and you became super satisfied with that day. You know, I, yeah. I hit my inputs and I'm good. I'm golden. I'm killing yeah. it. Yeah. And then you know, a week later you go, "Well, I don't have any more leads because I thought I did good like last week." Yeah. And so it kind of adds on to yourself and it adds on. And, and the more you just become satisfied with what you're doing, and it's great to acknowledge yourself and be like, hey, I'm, I'm doing well and, and things yeah. are going great. 
And, you know, there's a business that needs to go get ran, you know, in a couple of weeks, a couple of months. So I think yeah. just the, the shift to, you know, being satisfied versus like acknowledging that and, and using that kind of as momentum. It was huge for me just to make sure the next day was a win as well. Yeah. My, Michael Dell, his, his line in Dell, Dell computers, and uh, you know, he's just been massively multi, multi-billionaire says happy, but never satisfied. You know, one of the key things as well about marketing and sales is we always need to be marketing. So then there's leads coming up that we can call. So that then there's jobs that we can go book, right? And there's got to be this cycle. We, we perform up and down. Our cycles are going to be knocked off. We can't be consistent. You know, that consistent thing that you dropped, you, you talked about earlier. So Malik, what about yourself? What mindsets have you have you seen shift in this year, your fourth season? If I was to summarize it, I mentioned it briefly at the start, but like really, really important that you plan for consistency and you don't rely on intensity because it's not sustainable. And you're going to get way better results having consistent inputs, even if they're a little bit lighter. And another huge thing that I think this plagues the vast majority of people because they don't even understand what ego is, but your ego really is your enemy in almost every circumstance of your life. The very sneaky part of yourself that it plays a role in who you are. Um, but I don't think people usually have the tools, like they are equipped with the tools to understand how to you know, regulate and control your ego. Like it was a really big problem for me before. And until I actually read a book called Ego is the Enemy, yeah. <laughs> just funny enough, it really brought, it really brought to light like, wow, this is, this is something that will act against me for the rest of my life if I don't take care of it properly. Yeah. Um, and I guess another big shift in mindset is as you, you know, take on these bigger roles and you want to run a bigger business, the way you look at your business has to change as well. Like you can't look at it like, oh, I just, I just, I just, have, I just have these people working for me. You have to start almost looking at it as like a team or like a business is a team sport, right? You need to learn how to lean on your team while leading from the front. You can't do everything on your own. You need to learn how to like relinquish control. I think that's like a, a spot that a lot of beginner business owners get trapped at, which is like not understanding that you need to let go of control in exchange for freedom um, to grow like these bigger and bigger businesses, right? And you'll only be able to do that by, by becoming a really competent coach, right? You have to change your skill set from management to like really good coaching. Um, that's had the biggest impact for me this year with our production manager. Like, it's really stepping into a role of coaching people rather than like telling them what to do. Right. Has given them the the ability to kind of fish for themselves, if that makes sense. One hundred percent. And and just so everyone knows, it's Ryan Halvey, Ego is Your Enemy, Atomic Habits, James Clear. So really great uh, books. <laughs> yeah, the Coaching Habit, Michael Bunge Stanye. Uh, so so three yep. amazing amazing books. So Malik, are, are, were there any business strategies or tactics? that sort of shifted this year that's made a big difference? A hundred percent. A lot has had to change this year to mm-hmm. rework the infrastructure to like have the ability to, to, to do $400,000. Right. Um, and, the, and the biggest thing you need to understand is you need to start dividing your task onto, you know, A, B, C. Like I actually just recently did this exercise with my, with my coach, Devin. Um, but you need to understand like in your business, there's going to be certain tasks that are going to produce the highest income and or have the highest leverage. Right. In my business, for example, uh, there's really just like three things. There's like doing sales, doing calls, building new systems, and coaching people, like just three or four things that are really going right. to be the highest. They're going to have the biggest ROI on my business. And then there's like tasks below that, which are really important to the function of the business on a day-to-day basis. But they're at a, they're at a, a level of skill set that can be delegated or trained. Where it's like, you know, they're going to eat away your time if you try to do all these little tasks. So I had to like, Numerate all those down, and then there's like e tasks, which are things that you just should not be doing at all. And for my business, I had to like really understand what like where which tasks fell where, 
and only focus on those A-level tasks and just empowering my team to tackle those like B and C tasks. So we can have the ability to like, you know, work that fifth year and grow the business more. That's been a huge business tactic that I put into place this year and it's been working really well. But yeah, that's kind of the biggest thing. Awesome. And Brandon, what about you? Any any tactics that have made a big difference? Uh, I, I wouldn't say any new, new tactics. I think just maybe paying a bit and better attention to the recruiting and enrollment process, process we've had this year. Um, like Malik said, it's so important to, to realize like where your most value is inside the business and being able to invest as much possible time you can to that. And I think the biggest thing that helped with us is just recruiting the people that were super enrolled and, and wanting to take on the other tasks that we knew we could maybe be stepping out, like Malik said, train and enroll them. Um, so I think just the biggest tactic was reorganizing what and who we wanted to be on the team. Like, what did we need? You know, we wanted to run a 500K business. We need two production managers to help oversee management. So we created a rec- recruitment and enrollment strategy that was going to get two key people that would be able to commit to a very large role inside of our business. So I think that was just the number one thing for sure. And then, and just obviously keeping them enrolled throughout the, the preseason. Fantastic. And so what do you see as possible now that you're in the midst of, you know, running a $400,000 business while in full-time school? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And as you say it and ask it out loud, it kind of, you know, hits me even more, but I do think really anything is possible um, with the combination of the consistency and that mindset of like, where can I go get better? And I think that's where it's gotten me today is just every day, whether it's a good day or a bad day, just understanding that you can learn so much from it. So yeah, I think just to answer your question, honestly, anything that I, I think I want to go and do is possible. Awesome. And what about yourself, Malik? Yeah, there's been a bit of a, a blind spot exposed this year as I got into our, our production season for sure. And it's, I find myself genuinely like loving the support aspect of running a business, and, like coaching people. I, I just find like this has been a new skill set that I just find myself being being better at without even knowing it. And I just see what's possible now is, you know, one to, to run those bigger businesses, like you just have to take a more of a coaching role and empower, yeah. you know, key players in your team to do their own to do their own work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd also love the the possibility of becoming even a business coach and and student works for a couple of years and, and whipping a couple of uh, hungriest fun entrepreneurs into shape. Awesome. Awesome. And then what, what lessons is this, uh, you know, stepping, you know, I- into this fourth year and just doing it at this next level, what has it taught you? Um, it's really taught me that it goes back to like the coach I was talking about, but you have to become really present to the importance of learning how to empower and support key players on your team um, to reach their own really impressive numbers. Like you have to learn how to not make it about yourself once you yeah. get to a certain size. Because you can really only do so much by yourself. Like everybody has 24 hours in a day. Everybody has to eat. Everybody has to sleep. So you can only do so much by yourself. And it's just made me very, very present to, you know, what you talk a, a lot about too, Chris, which is like relationships really are everything. If there, if, if there ever if there ever was like one fundamental currency, I would say like relationships would be that currency. It's like one thing you can always, always depend on as like a human being is like relationships have value in them. Absolutely. And, and again, there's got to be that, that buy-in, you know, to create four hundred thousand dollars in revenue, I've got to have a whole team of people really encouraged to want to do that, right? Or it's just not sustainable. It breaks down, you know. And it's not only yep. buy-in, as Brandon mentioned, through the preseason. It's it's enrollment right through the whole season to sort of achieve the goal and see achieve the team goal. And like you said, it's not all about you. It's it's about the whole team to accomplish, you know, this big goal, uh, which is which is fantastic. 
So what about yourself? What lessons has is, is this taught you, uh, Brandon? Yeah, no, I think definitely to touch with Malik is that it's a it's a key, key value of just treating people right um, and doing the right stuff, whether it's, you know, treating a client, dealing with the situation. And, and I think when I say the right stuff, it doesn't mean, you know, always a certain thing, but I just think the right things in general will always get you much further than, you know, taking the shortcut route and, and trying to find things the other way. Um, so just kind of really lean on the fact that doing things the right way, living the right way as well, um, is kind of the best thing for growth to, to happen as well. Awesome. Okay. And so the final question, if someone was in your shoes last year, what would you tell them? Uh, or if someone was considering coming back, what would you tell them? I think that in a short form is just to, you know, get off your high horse and try to get 1% better and work harder than you have yesterday. Okay. Awesome. That's short and sweet. What about yourself, Malik? Mm-hmm. If I was to speak to myself or an operator going to their first year this upcoming season, I would also give them like a, a very, a very, very strongly suggested in every corner. They need to, they would first need to develop their ability to look for improvement in every single corner, right? They need to kind of build that attention to detail, like, okay, where can I improve at every single turn of this, of this, this crazy journey? And really important to also reconceptualize, you know, what a missed goal or failure actually looks like. Because I think a lot of people that aren't used to entrepreneurship or haven't tasted a little bit, they kind of have this negative conception of failure where it's like, it's a bad thing. Um, I'd actually challenge someone going into their first year, you know, another year that they should, they, they should be very inviting of failure because instead of seeing it as a bad thing, it's actually an amazing opportunity to give you insight on what isn't working. And when you know what the problem is, you have a foundation to like build a solution off of that. Right. So like you really can't grow unless you know what's wrong. Yeah. Um, so failure is actually, it's an opportunity to grow. So that, yeah. that, that kind of be the biggest thing. And then the second part of that too, is the, you know, implement improvements as fast as possible. You know, that's just one side of the cake, right? Like it's, it's, it's always great to see like where we can improve, but I think what makes the most successful people successful, like their speed to delivery is like, you know, if they, if they learn something, they're implementing it like immediately. Right? They're yeah. not waiting two months to like try this new thing they learned about. They're doing it within that day or within that week. Because the fast, because the faster you can implement the change, whether it's like a habit or a small system, the faster you can make that change, which is the faster you get feedback on those changes. Right? It just becomes this like very virtuous feedback cycle. So that that'd really be the two biggest things that I'd want to leave someone with. Yeah, I was just listening to a podcast on the weekend and just talking this really super smart hedge fund manager talking about just speed is so incredibly important to success in, in, in business, you know, just action, 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 you know, and then we get information. And one of the things I really want to highlight that you said, Malik, is I really think a lot of times people don't come back for the wrong reason. They feel discouraged. They feel, they feel beaten down. They feel like, you know, I did do as well. And and by the way, I, I was really close to not feeling, not doing that. My first year, I really felt like I hadn't performed like I could. And, you know, which was all true. And I was making it mean something about myself rather than making it mean, well, look, there's just all these opportunities for Chris to grow more and to develop more and be around all these smart people. And, and uh, you know, so happy that I just, you know, kept doing it. And again, obviously, I went and decided to become a partner and buy the business. But again, just stop five years in and I I left, that would have made such an enormous difference where one year is just too small of a slice. And I think sometimes for people, this just isn't for them. They get it. Like there's just no way, just not for Mm -hmm. me, but, you know, kind of, you know, and, and no, I'd really like 
the you know again nothing nothing wrong like the safety and security in the other job or maybe hey I really want to go into engineering and really be an engineer or, or meds or, or accounting and this was great to give a sense of this and I'm going in another direction wonderful right and we're just like that's fantastic but here again it's just kind of for people for leaders listening it's that don't make it wrong when I make when I have a problem like it's great right like the most successful people fail the most. They they literally do. You just don't know it. It's kind of like it's hidden in the success. Like, you know, I've lost over a million dollars in businesses. Like, it, but it's not so painful now, okay, because we're winning huge, but it was really, really painful. It was really, really impactful on my family and stuff. And I know lots and lots of successful entrepreneurs who are the same. Lots of failures that then created the, the you know, just the, the fertilizer for their success. So I, I think yep. that's awesome. So anything else that's jumping up for you guys before we before we jump on? Well, I just want to kind of tie it quick there, Chris, with what you're saying about you know losing the hundreds of hundreds of millions or whatever it was. Yeah. It's just you could choose or chose to to kind of make that impact you in a in a negative way or call it a quits or yeah. just choose it as like a hey, what a great opportunity to go learn from this and yeah. who am I becoming because of it? So I think. Malik touches on that so well with ego is the enemy and, and, and it touches with stoicism about just choosing what you want to do and who you want to do and, and who you want to become, sorry, and, and how you want that to impact um, your future too. So can't, can't agree yeah, more. Right? Anything else, Malik? Yeah, there's one thing I want to leave people with. If, if anybody listening to this is considering, you know, either coming into the first year, coming back for a second year, I do genuinely mean this when I say it, but I've never felt more like a rookie in my fourth year. Than ever before. So, so I've also never learned more in my fourth year in this business than in my first year or my second one even together. Like I've, I think people, as you mentioned, Chris, like they just kind of really underestimate like the level of learning you can get. I just feel like, especially this year, I've just gotten the most out of any other single year. So, um, I'm definitely going to like consider coming back. Well, thanks so much, Brandon. Thanks so much, Malik, for your participation in the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. Hey leaders, I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now, you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down their path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.